October is Fire Safety Month. So again, we're doing that multi-part series on fire-related activities. This week, we cover the different types of fire stop systems. Boy, do I have a show for you. Welcome to the show where we tackle the tough questions submitted by installers, project managers, estimators, IT personnel, even customers. On this show, we are connecting at the human level so that we can connect the world. If you're watching this show on YouTube, would you mind hitting the subscribe button and the bell button to be notified when new content is created? If you're watching or listening to this on one of the podcast platforms like like uh, Google or or iTunes, would you mind leaving us a five-star rating? And if this show is not worthy of a five-star rating, let me know what I can do to make this a five-star rated show. Both of those steps will help us take on the algorithm so that we can get our message out to more people so we can educate, encourage, and enrich the lives of more people in the ICT industry. Also, make sure to join us on our live after-hours multi-stream broadcast done on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, where we answer your questions from your favorite RCDD, well, that would be me, Thursday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Questions submitted early, get preferential answers first. You can submit those at questions at letstalkcabling.com. And finally, while this show is provided free of charge, and it always will be, if you would like to support this channel and have access to additional access to me, make sure you check out the QR code on the screen where you can buy me a cup of coffee. You can even schedule a one-on-one 15-minute Zoom call with me, after hours, of course. And you can even become a Patreon member where there's four different levels. And I just updated the benefits just today. I changed them. So make sure you go check it out. You, those are ways that you can support this channel. You can also visit the Amazon link on the website where you'll see products for ICT. And when you buy something through one of those links, you don't pay any extra for it. But I do get a little bit of a stipend on it and help pay the costs for this show. Finally, we're also accepting applications for corporate sponsorships. So if you'd like to support our mission in educating, encouraging, and enriching the lives of more people in this industry, make sure that you reach out to me through one of my social media platforms or email me. And let's talk about it. Maybe you could be a corporate sponsor. Can you believe it's week three already on the October Fire Safety Month? The first week we covered the basics of fire. And week two, we covered how fire stop systems were tested, how they became listed. This week, we're going to cover the different types of fire stop systems. Now, each fire stop system is going to consist of four distinct items for consideration. The first component is, what is the architectural assembly that is being penetrated? This can be a wall, a floor, maybe a roof, it can even be a ceiling. The second component that you need to think about is, what is the thickness and the construction of that barrier that you're going to be penetrating? This can be a drywall wall, for example, made out of gypsum board. It could be cinder block wall. It could be a concrete floor, less than five inches, more than five inches. The third thing to consider is what will be the items that are going to be penetrating that barrier. It could be conduit. 
It could be inner duct. It could be balanced twisted pair cabling. It could even be fiber optic cabling. In some instances, it might even be cable tray. And then the fourth thing to think about with fire stop systems is the materials and the methods that you're going to use to seal that penetration so that architectural barrier is brought back to its original rating, the, the two-hour rated or the four-hour rating. A mechanical fire stop system is going to provide you protection from fire, smoke, water, and even some blast pressures, which is why it's a common reason why they're used on ships. They often come in a welded type frame that's going to be pre-sized and shaped to fit around commonly used types of cabling. They make them for ICT cabling, they make them for electrical cabling, and they make them for other types of cable as well. These types of systems are far superior when it comes to accommodating vibration and shock. Now, mechanical fire stop systems generally come to you in their final form, and we, you will have to disassemble them to reassemble them during installation, and some you don't have to disassemble. Some common categories that mechanical systems come in include cable transit systems, fire-rated pathways, and factory fabricated sleeve systems. And I've got examples of all three here today. In the metal cable transit type of system, it's a mechanical type of fire stop system that's got a metal frame. And then on top of that metal frame, there's some type of a nut that when you screw it down, it compresses that there's multiple layers. In between those layers, you'll find a, an elastomeric component, usually some kind of Tecron-based rubber-type materials. To insert a cable into that system, you have to loosen up the bolt, again, located near the top. This releases the pressure from that frame. And I'll put a picture of it here on the screen. At that point, you will disassemble the frame and remove those Tecron rubber inserts that, that they have in those layers. Once you've got that out, then you're going to remove one layer at a time until your cable fits exactly inside of that insert. And then you place the insert with the cable through that cable tray system, and then you recompress that system. Mechanical systems that are fire-rated pathways are modular systems that integrate with built-in fire stop system. The advantage here is the elimination of having to remove all of the fire stop materials. This makes this type of fire, fire stop mechanical system great for moves, adds, and changes applications. And I've got one here to show you. For example, the Easy Path. It's a mechanical system. You just put cables through it. You don't have to mess with it at all. Real easy to do moves, adds, and changes. The final mechanical system is a factory fabricated sleeve system. They usually come with kits that include the, the, the cable tray, the tube itself, usually some type of compression, and some type of a wall barrier to put this on there. And then it's got some kind of a lock nut that you're going to spin down that's going to crimp this on both sides of that wall. Sometimes it'll give you mineral wool. Sometimes it'll give you uh, plastic bushings to put on the end of it, right? To make sure that that penetration is smooth when you're pulling cables through it. So if that sleeve is used for cable penetration, then you may not necessarily have to use a plastic sleeve if that end of that, that fire stop system has been reamed. Now, this one hasn't been reamed, so it needs that bushing. Of course, this is all subject to the approval of the authority having jurisdiction. Now let's shift to the non-mechanical fire stop systems. The advantage of the non-mechanical fire stop systems is the material can be easily formed. It can be easily molded to fit into that opening to give you a nice, good, solid seal. Some examples of non-mechanical fire stop systems include non-hardening putties and caulk. 
cementious material, not grout. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Intermescent strips or intermescent wrap sheets, silicone foams, pre-manufactured pillows or bags, even blocks. And then also the plenum shielded blankets. So which one do you use? Well, that kind of really depends on the application, of course. Now, before we get into the different types of those types of systems, let's talk about the properties that they have that makes them a fire stop system. We need to cover those terms, intumescent, endothermic, and ablative. Now, many of these systems will have one or sometimes more of these properties. It just kind of really depends on the system. Intumescent means that that material has the ability to expand when it's exposed to fire or heat. When that fire consumes that cable bundle, the size of the bundle will shrink significantly. A material that has intumescent property will expand while that bundle keeps shrinking, and the opening stays sealed. Remember from week one, if you remove that fuel source, i.e. the cable bundle, you're going to stop the fire. Examples of intumescent products include sheets, pads, wrap strips, flexible blocks, collars, and even sleeve systems. Next one, endothermic. Endothermic means that material has the ability to absorb the heat and prevent the temperature from increasing on the non-fire side of that fire stop system. An example of a material that uses endothermic properties are the tiles on the space shuttle. They absorb the heat from that re-entry process, right, from where it's going through the atmosphere, without conducting that heat to the metal skin, to the metal frame of the shuttle. This applies to us because if our system has endothermic properties, then the heat on the non-fire side of that fire stop system will not increase. Remember the T-test discussion from last week? This is why this all ties together. That's why you got to listen to all three of these episodes. And finally, if a material shows what's called an ablative property, then that material will develop a hard char that resists erosion during the fire and the flames. Now, this is also going to help us keep that system together when the pressure is applied to that fire from the hose as the firefighters are trying to put out that fire. Remember the H-test? Again, from last week? Getting back to our decision on which type of fire stop system to start off with. Let's start off with the non-hardening putties. Non-hardening putties will remain permanently soft and permanently pliable. This makes this type of material perfect for re-entry when you're going to have, have a, a, a sleeve where you're going to be coming back and running more cables through them. Many times, this type of material will be used with ceramic fiber or wool fiber. This system is best used for your, your small to your medium-sized openings. The next one we're going to talk about is caulk. Now, I don't mean the caulk that you buy at the, at the big box store. I'm talking specifically about fire-stopping caulk. They usually are dispensed in a standard-sized caulk tube, but there's also ones available in these like rolled packages, and some of those require a special type of dispensing tool in order to apply that caulk or that sealant to that fire stop system. Now, that fire caulk system has the ability to adhere to multiple types of surfaces. It is also very flexible, and it also is moisture-resistant. They generally recure in a short period of time, and they'll provide you with a nice, tight seal. Caulker sealant, though, at least in my opinion, is harder to clean up afterwards when comparing it to putties. Putties are better for your vertical openings, 
because they will not drip. Caulk or sealant will drip, and it's going to make a big mess that you're going to have to clean up. Caulk should also be considered when re-entry is going to be a minimum, because getting through a caulk fire stop system, while not impossible, it is definitely going to be a little bit harder when compared to putty. Caulk can also not be added to an existing caulk system as easily as adding putty to an existing system when doing MAC work. But remember, always stay within the parameters of the UL drawing. The next type is cementous material. This type of fire stop usually comes in a dry powder and you're going to need to pre-mix it with water. As I mentioned earlier, this is not grout. Get that out of your head. The problem with using ordinary grout or sometimes even plaster is that it's most likely going to crack. And if it cracks, it could fracture and then fall out of that fire stop system. And it's going to be nearly impossible to add cable at a later date. Cementious material is better suited for large openings when you compare it to the putty or the silicones. Like any cement-based product, remember, as it goes through its curing process, it's going to heat up and it's going to expand. So make sure that you take precaution while installing it. And make sure you leave room for the cable and a little bit of cable movement. Cementious materials is also a great choice if you know that you're at your maximum fill ratio and you want to limit the number of times people are going to go going back into that fire stop system. Fire stop pillows are going to be really great when reentry is going to be very commonplace in that fire stop system. That fire stop pillow will become rigid and it's going to swell and seal that hole during an active fire. The major issue with fire stop pillows are twofold. One, generally they're only considered a temporary fire stop, and if you use them during construction, you may be required to do what's called a fire watch. Now, a fire watch means that somebody has to be stationed at that hole to make sure that if something catches on fire, that they can alert the fire department. Somebody's got to be there when it's during non-business hours. That's why you don't want to use those pillows because of that reason. The second thing is, if you're using pillows, they almost always require you the use of a wire mesh mounted to the wall. And that wire mesh has to be mounted with metallic anchors on both sides. This is how they tested Firestop pillows to pass the hose stream test. Now, you cannot use plastic anchors because the plastic in the anchors are going to melt. Firestop pillows should not be confused with Firestop bricks. Firestop bricks are a little bit different. They generally have one side to them that is sticky, and it's going to adhere to another one. These are a lot better than the Firestop pillows. By the way, if you're listening to this on one of the audio podcasts, you might want to check out the YouTube video. I'm showing products. Now, let's change the conversation and talk about the types of materials used in those Firestop systems. Now that we have covered the types of materials used in the Firestop systems, Let's talk about the different types of penetrations that you might come across. The two major categories that fire stop systems fall under are going to be membrane penetrations and through penetrations. A through penetration basically means that that, that fire stop assembly passes through both sides of that barrier. So the wall would go you know, somewhere in between. There'd be a little bit hanging out on each end. Examples of those type of through penetrations would be a, a sleeve like this, or maybe even a split sleeve, which I have one sitting here, which is kind of unassembled at the moment. These two come together, and you screw them together, and you're off and running. 
I showed you what a through penetration was, but I didn't show you what a membrane penetration is. This is an example of a membrane penetration. So it's got a metal plate, it's got a metal tube in it at about a 45 degree angle. So when you mount this metal plate on the wall, the tube sticks inside the wall. So this tube does not go through the other wall. It only goes through one side of the wall. That's a membrane penetration. It's different from a through penetration. It may also include barrier penetration plate, core bore seals like this one here. This one here, you just put that in the in a, uh, a core bore that's no longer being used. And then uh, this tells you that it's a fire stop system. A sleeve system will be a pipe or a conduit or some type of metal tubing that's going to have putty, maybe mineral wool as well, and some type of a locking flange to hold that system in nice and tight. The cables or the penetrating items are then run through the middle of that sleeve. And then putty is put in the sleeve surrounding that penetrating item. With these types of systems, you need to see if the instructions call out for a minimum or maximum annular distances. The annular distance is measured from the wall of the assembly to the bundle of the cable. Remember, you got to be between the minimum and no more than the maximum. There has to be enough fire stop material so that the intumescent property, remember it swells with heat, of that fire stop putty can account for the bundle that's shrinking because it's being burnt away. Too much putty means the putty will expand too fast and then fall out of the sleeve. Not enough putty means openings will start opening up inside that fire stop sleeve and smoke will pass through that assembly. Now split sleeve systems are very similar to a sleeve system, but the only difference is that the metal tubing or the conduit is cut in half. This allows you to put this split sleeve system around the existing cable without having to remove the cable. Great labor saver, right? So if you come across a job where they, the previous contractor didn't put in a fire stop system, you don't have to remove the cable. You can put it in and off you're running. Pathway barrier penetration plates, according to the ICT Installation Practices Field Guide, is a fire stopping solution that's designed to enable the centralized installation, administration, and maintenance of the current and future firewall penetrations by making it easier for the, ins the installers over the life of the building. Now, I've never really come across these so maybe somebody can chime in on that. Generally, they're going to be installed by the general contractor or maybe even by a fire stop installation company. And you just make your holes in the, in the penetration that's already been put there for you, and then you seal it when you're done. Core bore seals are units that are going to be put into core bores that, that are already there in the floor, and they're going to seal it. They have two plates on them, and then they're connected together. You fill the inside with a fire stop system, and then you tighten it down. Or you can use one of the newer ones as well, like I showed you earlier. That's a core bore seal. Now let's cover seven tips that you're going to want to know to become proficient and a better installer of fire stop systems. While some of these tips I'm going to mention early, while some of these tips I'm going to go through have been mentioned in the last couple of weeks, they bear repeating. They should always be present in your mind when you're designing or installing fire stop systems. Number one, you simply cannot increase or decrease the published documented rating of that fire stop system by simply adding or removing fire stop material. Number two, 
Build out the fire stop assembly exactly as it's detailed in the UL drawing. Pay attention to the thickness of the material, the annular space requirements, and if there's any ancillary items like mineral wool or cold smoke seals, if they'd be added to it as well. Number three, you cannot mix and match fire stop materials that are not documented in the UL drawing. Remember the last episode where we talked about how they are tested. They're tested with known quantities. If you start changing those quantities, you will affect the performance of that fire stop system. You could end up with a code violation. And remember this one, number four, you can be held personally responsible if there's property that is damaged, if there's people that are hurt because you did not install the fire stop system correctly. Number five, do not use or specify solvent-based caulk that gives off noxious or toxic fumes, especially in areas that have bad ventilation. And number six, some caulks can remain flammable while they are curing. So exercise due caution. Make sure you read the labels on that instruction sheet. And number seven, when installing any UL system, it is a good practice to install a label, which is usually shipped with the Firestop system. It's got some fields on it that you're going to have to fill out, like the day you installed it, the name of the company, what UL drawing you used. Put this on the wall right next to the system. Take a picture of the label and make that part of the as-built package. So I certainly hope that you were able to learn something from this episode on Firestop Systems. Until next time, remember, knowledge is power. That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.